¿Seguro que estamos a salvo acá? ¿Completamente seguro? Sí, mi amiga. We are completamente seguros here because I've selected my position carefully. First rule of engagement, know your enemy. Second rule, know where to engage him. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers and behind the scenes. And the Chris and Brad, how's it going? Good. How going well. It's going well. Got some landscaping done. It looks amazing. Yeah, you'd say it's almost back to perfection. And all, it is. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, Chris. I mean, that that's a lot of pressure on us with such a funny joke. Well, we're just going to let everybody down. It's only downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> So the expectations really high. Yeah. Speaking of old ladies vaping and cutting your lawn, uh, Brad, uh, what's what's our sponsor this week? Well, I tell you what, vaping grandma Skipper is doing such a great job with the landscaping. They decided to go into other entrepreneurial avenues here. So introducing vaping grandma Skipper's gun shop where your love for Barbie meets modern warfare. Are you ready for mm. a shopping experience like no other at vaping grandma Skipper's gun shop? We've been serving the firearms community for a few days. And we're embracing the future with open arms. Uh? While you're shopping, your family can vape in style. Our vaping lounge offers a wide selection of e-liquids. Yeah. And vaping devices for all your vaping needs. Listen, I I really do love our vaping grandma skipper's gun shop. I really do. We can keep them around forever. Yeah. I'm just saying when I hear the when I hear the word e-liquids, it just doesn't do it for me. That sounds like a. Like poisonous. We should we should get a marketing spin on that. We should market their e-liquids as a different name. As lung fillers. People <laughs> love lip fillers. No, they're they're like lung potpourri. Dude, I I mean I'm loving these vaping grandmas. As yeah. a vapor myself, I can't recommend it because it is bad for you. But if you do want it, they got you. Everybody's gotta cut their lawn because otherwise you get in trouble by the local in state government. Bullshit. And then guns. They don't like guns. I know. I, I, I'm with you on this, Chris. Did I tell you who likes guns is this movie. Mm, it sure does. Yeah, they do. This whole series is like, you know what? We got fucking guns. I know. You know, like listening to the commentary last week with the director of number four, who is a, a producer on this one, S.S. Wilson. Uh, you know what? They don't. He does not come off as like a gun enthusiast, but I think everyone who's involved with this is a gun enthusiast. They have to be. They're so accurate with it, and they just like love giving Bert all these new guns each. Uh, you know, each movie. They just like shooting them in the desert. So they're like, what can we get this time? <laughs> but you can tell they did some serious homework on this too. They're really trying to be accurate. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. Last week when we did four, you know, it was kind of fun to see the like older guns, like the punt gun and everything like that. But this one really pulls out some really fun guns. And uh, Brad provided a list of all the guns in this film. And maybe uh, we'll sit there and talk about them throughout this because, I mean, right away, I'm not going to get into like break it down the movie yet. But right away, they do 
introduce you to two ridiculous guns right away. And you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Chris, if they have not guessed and if they cannot read, please tell our listeners what we watched. Uh, Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. It's 2001. Right after 9-11. Oh, fuck. No, in October. It's what? real September. soon after. <laughs> One month. <laughs> Not even a month. No. <laughs> now, I've, I've got to ask. After September 11, is this the type of film that you would like to pop on and just kind of forget about all the chaos happening around you? Yeah. If you're old enough to remember that, that shit sucked. Oh, God. I was in school. I was a sophomore, I think. I remember one of my my history professor, in fact, uh, basically telling our entire class that we're going to war. Don't be surprised if they uh, start the draft again. And I was yeah. like, well, shit, what? I just came here to learn about Civil War history. What the hell's happening? I was not getting, I don't remember a lot of details from back then i was kind of you're in your early 20s doing a lot of work yeah yeah i was heading over there well wait when did when did you start the air force right before that okay so you were in before yeah i mean i went over there in 2001 or 2002 not 2001 but 2002 so all right yeah so like i imagine someone like you your psyche was definitely different like uh what's gonna happen to us what are we doing yeah, it was weird because you go through training leading up to all that from the day before and you're like, you're just you're never going to do anything that we ended up doing. You know, that's you're never no one thought like something like that was going to happen. But uh, it did. And uh, here we are today. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. All that shit you were preparing me for, I might have to actually do. I'm going to have to rethink this whole Air Force thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just remember it was really funny. Uh, I remember a couple people just immediately like enlisting. And I was kind of like in the the thought process of like, well, who are we fighting? You know what I mean? Like if it, well, like- it was so much paranoia, yeah, there's so much paranoia too. It was like, Oh, if that Brown person asks you a question or looks in your general direction, go fucking report them to the FBI. And it was, you know, or mosques were getting attacked. Yeah. So like that people just beat up on the streets. Sorry to go into a whole nine 11 thing here, kids, but, uh, you know, we're old men. So we, we have to, uh, Tell our stories to you around the fire, the electric fire. Just like grandpa would tell World War II stories. Yeah, Yeah, it's not like we're harping on it. It's just this was when I was 14 years old. Well, and I kind of, yeah, I want to paint a picture of like what the time period was like when you'd rent a film like this that was just coming out because there was a lot of paranoia. There was, you know, constant changing of the news. What's going to happen? Are we going to war? Who attacked us? Uh, are we going to allow people from the mid uh, from the Middle East to come over into the Amer- You know, like, are we going to cut them off from airplanes? Like all this, just who did it? You know, was this a setup? Yada, yada, yada. All this thing was constantly bombarding us on the news. Now, the Internet was nowhere near what it is now. So you could it was easier to escape. And I think movies like this was one of the great escapes. And I guarantee you it's one of the biggest reasons this movie was so successful because it's just a stupid, fun monster flick. Yeah, you want to watch something dumb with no real plot? There you go. Yeah, monsters attack, let's kill them, boom, boom. It it was easier than thinking about what could happen in the real world because you just didn't know. That's kind of the, the the painting of the picture of what was going on. 
past that, Brad, how about you bring us the quick facts? Quick facts. We got directed by Brent Maddock, written by John Welpley, produced by S.S. Wilson and Nancy Roberts, distributed by Universal Studios Home Video once again, released on October 1st, 2001, Rotten Tomatoes score of 80% and a 34% audience score, which indicates to me that the fans of this really got behind it on the Rotten Tomatoes, whatever you do to vote on that. It's interesting. You don't honestly see a film like this that gets a higher tomato meter score than an audience score. So one, there, there, there wasn't a ton of critics that reviewed this, but I think the re, the critics that did review this knew what they were watching. You know, they didn't go into this thinking they were getting Save a Private Ryan or something. You know, they were watching a monster flick and they reviewed it well, which I think horror movies and genre films should get. You know, you shouldn't have like someone who reviews Shakespeare come down and then like, oh, mm. this is below me. I give it to Neff. You're like, ah, oh, why the fuck are you reviewing it? You're you're not representing the fans that are going to watch it. Yeah, it's like somebody only listens to the metal has to review a country album. Yeah, it's stupid. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Now, maybe every once in a while you'd, you'd get a like a metal fan reviewing country and been like, you know what? This is this is not bad. But honestly, that's like what? 10%, 5% of the time? Never happens. Depends, depends on the country. That's true. One show that anyone who goes to it and comes away saying like this is great is a Taylor Swift concert. Oh, no. Uh, Lily can contest to that. That is not true. She went to one. She did not like it? No, she doesn't like Taylor. Oh. She's not a Swifty. Well, I wish they'd stop interrupting my NFL games with it. Unless you're watching the Bears. and I was like, I, I might have to cut all of this because uh, we don't want to piss them off. Even That's though... right. You know what? Actually, I love Taylor <laughs> Swift. And the thing about Taylor Swift that's, yeah, what's the greatest is her hair. I mean, her legs, her general personality, her outfits. She loves cats. I do actually really enjoy that about her. She talks about her cats a lot. Yeah. I'll tell you what. As a catsman. A plus. If you're watching the Bears play football or do you want to watch Taylor Swift in the press box, I think you really want to watch Taylor instead of the Bears. That's right, Google. Taylor Swift positivity right here. Millions of fans. We are not getting bullied off the internet already. I'm just going to put it when I make the actual like picture for this, it's going to be Burt Gummer and then right next to him, like a really shitty Photoshop Taylor Swift. Ad. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a fan club of like 47 year old men who are Swifties. Right. I mean, I in this day and age, yes. There's people yes. that like Tremors three. There's bronies. There's somebody out there. for everybody. There's got to be. Yeah. Nope. Not talk. Not bringing that up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're alone. Don't, don't show your tattoos. That's all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, we went through the quick facts. Uh, Brad, who starred in this? <laughs> Brad, Brad's got an entire brony back piece. <laughs> Just hides it in shame. Um, a man who may or may not be a brony because they're always wearing costumes. You got Michael Gross as Burt Gummer, winner of the 2001 Video Premiere Award Best Actor. Sean mm -hmm. Christian as Jack Sawyer. Is he a stoic and a snake oil salesman at the same time? He's kind of a hustler in for some quick money, but he seems like he's kind of a good dude. Susan Chuang as Jody Chang, descendant mm -hmm. of the Chang family. Got Charlotte Stewart as Nancy Sterngood, Ariana Richards as Mindy Sterngood, and Tony Gennaro as Miguel. Some other actors playing some government agents in there, but that's the main cast. Yeah, I think one of those FBI agents was played by one of the bad guys in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. 
the guy who was running the gasoline shop. He's like, darn, darn, darn. You know, he was like spying on the girl. That's such a good movie. What? Number three? Yeah. Oh, we I had, had a blast this watching that. With Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. No, I thought I four like was better, but. I think you need to go in sometimes knowing what you're expected to watch. Okay. Uh, I was. I was expecting to watch a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I, I got all the gore ripped out of it. <laughs> Because yeah. New Line Cinema couldn't get it past the uh, the reviewers. Uh, anyway, um, back to Tremors 3, back to perfection. The trailers on this VHS, because we are a VHS podcast, everyone, is uh, the first one was actually really cool, and I want to own this. It was the Universal Monster Collection for DVD. And I forgot about this, but like it came with like bobblehead monsters. Awesome. You guys like movie monsters, like the the old ones, creature features? Yeah, I like the I'm, Universal monsters. Not really a fan. I'll watch them, but I don't seek them out. Yeah, that's why we're not allowed to watch uh, Monster Squad because you said it was stupid and you hate it. I, I've never fucking said that in my life. <laughs> I I wish I could cobble together every word of that and then put it edit it right after you said this. And go, there's the proof right there. <laughs> I hate the Monster Squad. It's the worst stupid fart. Like, wow, Chris, that's terrible. What the hell? Why would you say that about some Monster Squad? Monster Squad <laughs> is bad. Uh, no, I like them. Uh, I don't watch them all the time because some of them suck. Back from the like the when they started to do the sequels, they're terrible. Yeah. And then some, and then it kind of comes back a little bit with some fun ones in the seventies, you know, but. Uh, yeah, and then the second trailer is absolutely absurd. It is Beethoven's fourth. I didn't know this was a real. I didn't know this was out there. I thought they stopped it too. I didn't know they were up to four, but I did make a note of this. Like Julia Sweeney's in it. Remember her from Saturday Night Live? Did the Pat yeah. character? Yeah. So it would have been awesome if she broke into Pat and we had like a crossover of the Pat verse and the Beethoven verse. Well, I tell you what, you go and watch Beethoven's fourth and tell us if that if that happens. Um, I I don't think it does, but no. Beethoven one's good. I liked Beethoven one. Yeah, yeah, that's all I can say. I haven't seen Beethoven one in like twenty years, but I remember it being fun. Uh, then we've got the Mummy Returns, which is awesome. And no, 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 The Rock. I, I see your note there, Brad. The Rock was in the third one. I uh, and he was the Scorpion King, and then yeah. he got his own movie called The Scorpion King, which gave oh, us one actually, of the worst CGI in yeah. existence. Actually, you might be right. Yeah. The third one is actually the 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 Chinese guy with yeah. the million soldiers buried, the clay soldiers. I apologize, the... Brad. I think it was the rocks. First oh, I was one. just guessing. I know yeah. he just had a small role in it, but then once he got his own role, he kind of showed off his charisma, just all of his talent. It's which is, you know, he's a great wrestler, but I think he's an even better actor. I mean, I don't know what the guy does bad. He can even sing. I know he's not friends with uh, what's his name from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, they hate each other. Yeah, that's not going well. Uh, Reddit, Riddick. Yeah, I I can't believe I can't remember his name. Baldy. Vin Diesel. Really, they don't like Vin Diesel. Each other. Yeah. Oh no, they hate each other. Yeah. Because both of them have like things in their contract that they they have to be the strongest, best person. Two really big egos clashing right there, and I think that's why they had to make the movie with uh, the Rock and Jason Statham like on their own because they're like, oh. well, we want to milk the Rocks, you know star power but uh vin diesel hates them so i don't care about best and furious at all but i i did want to watch that hobbs and shaw 
And then the one they did right. No, it was Hobbs and Shaw because I really like the the villain character, too. Yeah, I haven't got into that too much, but the ones I've seen look really fun. My favorite part of that is how Ludacris is surprised by everything. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest surprise about that is Ludacris is still popular only through that. You know what I mean? He's good for I feel like I haven't heard anything about Ludacris at all, except Fast and the Furious related. Dude, for a celebrity, no news is good news sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, considering all the stuff that we hear from like someone in the past, uh, yeah, just keep it yeah. in the past or or hopefully you weren't a shitty dude in the past. That's actually what I should say. Or currently or current. Well, yes. Sorry, I guess current past future. Just don't we're be shitty. Be, we're planning to be a shitty person. You know, that's this is podcast really takes off and we start raking in the money. I plan on being a total shithead. Yeah, when I'm like 50. 60, you know, and then you become a pile of shit, you know, when you can retire. Did you hear what Brad did this weekend? No, I didn't. Uh, he took all the food that homeless people were going to eat and burnt it right in front of them. He just did it to do it. And then he said, get a job and left. I wouldn't do that. I think the star power is really going to his head. He threw quarters at them. He said, dance. Try to spin this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, folks. What is wrong with us these last two episodes? I don't know. We're channeling like a little Jim Gaffigan there. <laughs> He's such a terrible actor. So season two. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Well, we move on to the last the last trailer there. Actually, uh, yeah, the last trailer was Josie and the Pussycats. I love Josie and the Pussycats. Well, for the fact that Tara Reed's in there and Rosario Dawson's in there, I think I would. I've never seen it, but I would be interested in watching. Oh, yeah, you should watch it. It's no. definitely good. It is definitely a product of its time. That's yeah. what I'm going to tell you. So I, I think I got more appreciation for it as it got older. Like uh, Spice World hated that movie. It's great now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I did not like Spice World when it first came out, but I rewatched that like 15 years, 10, 10 years ago. What year is it? 2023. Yeah, probably about 10, 12 years ago or whatever. And that was it was fun to watch. That was ridiculous. All right, let's pull up this trailer, and I've got it ready to go, boys. So let's jam out to the trailer for Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. In Perfection, Nevada. Go, go! There's a whole lot of shaking going on. Go, boys! Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God! Can't run a business where your customers get eaten. Tremors 3, back to perfection. This time, they've mutated into the perfect killing machine. Great. Graboid? What? Are you kidding? For real? Now, only one team can stop these beasts. Michael Gross returns as Bert Gummer, upset survivalist. And people call me paranoid. Jack Sawyer, trusted sidekick. You do know which end the bullets come out of. I've seen movies. Jody Chang, second generation grocer. So this is really serious. I keep trying to tell you. These three warriors (laughs) face the ultimate challenge. Tremors 3, back to perfection. That's why we're at the top of the food chain. All right. Okay. So the trailer's not very good at certain parts, but it's kind of also makes me want to rewatch it again. Yeah. The trailer would make me want to watch it. Yeah. Did its job. I'm just saying when it's like Bert Gummer, survivalist, and they like type it out on the screen, I'm like, nah, I don't think we need that. I do. (laughs) 
Brad, you're quiet. What'd you think of that trailer? That'd be interested in it. But, you know, when I first thing when it said back to is like, to me, it, it just it stood out as like another one of those back to in quotes, back to sequels, you know, that typically like the third yeah. movie of the franchise. I remember like police Academy back to training or something like back in training, back to training. And I don't know how many other sequels. back to the future, back to the, the future, past future. Yeah, you have a good point. It definitely has a comedy title. And I would like to say that I forgot to put this in the notes, but this is the only Tremors film that's PG. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of blood in it. It's it's interesting. Uh, and when I read that trivia note, I was like, wait, really? And then I look at the back of my VHS and yeah, right there, PG. How many times do they say ass? Yeah, I was about to say they say the word ass multiple times. I don't know. I don't know how they got a pair. I don't know if the, like the people who were doing like the the grading on this are like were asleep at the wheel. I don't know. I don't know. They suck. There's a whole documentary on it. We've talked about it before. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they would let it pass. Well, especially like so I don't think Tremors was definitely, you know, like one of these franchises that they targeted. You know, that was definitely, you know, Friday the 13th and other ones it's just like this one just i don't think they cared but i don't think pg like getting a pg rating actually helps this franchise i think you have to keep it at pg-13 no so, our par- parents then were taking their kids to the stuff still they didn't care so no but I, I still like i think like when you have pg on it it's like a family film i think they wanted i don't know I wouldn't want my Tremors franchise to have family film next to it. I would want you can bring your family, you, you were, know, that type of thing. But you I were saying it, it'd be more detrimental to be PG than PG-13. I thought you yes. were saying it wouldn't help your numbers as in like children watching it. No, no. I, I think it would hurt you because like, ooh, PG. Yeah. It's a bad you know, look. You don't want that. You it's know. a bad look, a bad vibe to it. Like if it was me, I would have went and well... I guess they didn't have the capability with CG blood back then, mm. but with me, like I would have done something to get some reshoots to get this to PG 13. Cause I, I, I was going to say, I didn't pay attention to that stuff back then, but I, I probably did. I probably like intentionally watched stuff. I don't now, but probably was like, Ooh, it's rated R. I'm going to try to rent it. Yeah. Cause like when you're 12 through 16, I'm just making up, numbers there 12 through 16 you want to watch the movies you you're not allowed to watch the ones you might see boobs in yeah you don't want to watch the films that you're supposed to watch and to me this now is listed as the film you're supposed to watch at that age and you don't want that i don't know man that's very true that's how i got into anime was those late night anime commercials with all like the fucked up shit and i was like i don't know what this is but this is tight yeah, it was the same thing with me with comic books. When I started to get into all the vampire comic books and the really in the horror stuff, you know, like Vampirella. Yeah, it had boobs in it. It had blood, gore, all that stuff. Like I went to a certain comic shop, you know, at 16 to get things that my parents would not approve of. I guess that I fell in love with Spawn. And that, exactly. That oh, was, yeah. Spawn was amazing. Parents were burning it which is absurd uh, could you imagine nowadays they're like they're watching something we don't approve so burn their thousand dollar ipads oh shit that's like no they just burn books now that's true reminds uh, me of the path that led me to highlander 2 <laughs> <a> great movie <laughs> if, next time we get together we just 
we're watching that together. <laughs> Which version are we watching? The crazier one. All three? Yeah. <laughs> I own two of them, I think. I own two of them, yeah. The only ones I I, I bet the European uh or the the UK cuts pretty tough to get. Yeah, I bet. But I'm sure we could find someone who has it. I don't have a VCR that can even play it. Oh, me neither. Now that you yeah, that's it. crazy. That was a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into this film, actually, uh, after so many side tangents, which have actually 25 minutes in. Yeah. All right. The uh, so the what is this? Is this your no, Brad? The first one? Yeah, I saw that. I said, Ezertito or something like that it means army. I used to mispronounce. There's like a, a similar word in Italian and I would be like, Ezertito. And it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'd try to like, I was trying to say like the word exercise, but it actually like translates closer to army or something like that. Oh, yeah. You're talking about when he's he's on the Mexican border. Yeah, he's down in like, he's down in like uh, South America somewhere. I think uh, Argentina or someplace. Yeah, he's just being a pompous ass, and he's like, whatever, I've dealt with these things. We got thermal coupler radio trackers. Pulls out yeah. the, the, the quad Gatlin cannon. Yeah, he's got that AAA gun, and I, I initially thought that was like a Soviet AAA gun, but turns out that was a Browning, probably like a World War II era AAA gun. Just U.S. made. Well, what about the the like anti-aircraft is the triple a gun kind of like that's what, what we're talking about okay. shooting airplanes out yeah. the sky. okay so that's that's what i didn't know that but so what is like the um it looks like a grenade launcher in a way but what is that gun that he fires like that that is we gotta share this list so other people can uh get it let me see if i can find that uh, oh put it in the notes particular. we need to put this link on there yeah yeah Cause like I could only pull it up on my phone and like, it's okay. Yeah. That's a deaf tech 37 millimeter launcher, um, which can be used to fire flares. I think you can also fire grenades from it. Yeah. He uses it to draw them with the, the fire, right? With the heat. Yeah. To attract them. I always just call it the Terminator two gun. Yeah. Cause they're little forehead OCs. Mm-hmm. They sense the heat. See, I like this start of it. Like this is fun. I mean, the CG is awful that's what i was gonna say the feel and everything is great but the minute you see them you're just like this is awful this is really bad the shriekers in this and more importantly the ass blasters in this the cg is garbage i mean this is this is bad for the time period this is cheap i understand they don't have much of a budget but ooh, ooh, some of this is money laundering hit them hard yeah we uh we go back to perfection and we meet a lot of the old characters uh we get the old store owner well actually i don't know if she owns the store but the mom and then the jurassic park girls in it and she's all grown up she had to drop out of college because i don't think they can um afford it and then we get uh walter chang's niece jody in this so that's fun you know i i this is part of what i like about these trimmers is this like small town feel in like every one of the films you're just a group of people that have to deal with this. Yeah. And they, they all kind of like feed off each other. They all know what's happening, everything. I don't know how you could run an entire like little grocery store like this and survive. Uh, They're all secretly rich from the silver mine. Ah, there you go. Yes. Uh, you're getting paid secretly, uh, you know, from these checks, I guess, from the silver mine. Um and then we've got uh, Desert Jack, 
which is a fun new character who is running Graboid Adventures, where he's basically just setting up tourists. I guess that's how they survive is all the tourists would be coming in. And that's how she sells, you know, like drinks and stuff. To yeah, she set her shop up like Area 51. She's got that cardboard cut out of the Graboid going. Yeah, which is awesome. A, you, yeah, that's like tourist trap is like their industry now. Mm hmm. Yeah, and that's what's great about Desert Jack, who comes here and sends people and like, oh, the Graboids are coming, and they pull down the defense posts and everything, and then have all the sounds. And then he traps him on a, a rock, and he's just like, oh, you guys thirsty? All right, and your sodas are $2, water's $1, you know, it's shit like that. It's great. And, and you buy this uh, commemorative cup <laughs> for his beer. You know, it's it sucks that Trimmer's you know, after the first one never got super popular to like make a big budget one. Cause could you imagine like the stuff that you could have with Taco Bell or Burger King or whatever? Yeah. Like never say never, man. It could happen. It could happen. Let's see. And then, um, so, so yeah, I already mentioned that he tricks everything. Uh, I, I did forget that the girl from Jurassic park was in the first movie until I watched this third one. Cause I did watch when I watched all four of these, for our franchise review, I watched them in order from four, three, two, one. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm doing. Too. Yeah. Okay. And I, it was really funny because I go, oh shit, that's the girl from Jurassic Park. I knew she looked familiar. Yeah, she's about eight years older than eight or nine years older than when Jurassic Park was filmed. Yeah, and what's funny is her character in this film dropped out of college because they couldn't afford it, and in real life she almost didn't take this role because she was in college and didn't want to take time off. <laughs> I, it's a paycheck. Yeah. But I think that's the only, that's what you'd have to tell like your daughter or son. Like, you know, I know you might look down upon this, but you know, in 20, 30 years, you could look back at this film and it, it's fun. You know, it's just a paycheck. Who cares if you graduate one semester later? Uh, I can tell you if I, could go back and age 20, Steve would be like, I don't know. Should I take a semester off to be in a, a you know, a, a monster flick? I'd be like, fuck. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Why not? Who yes, cares? That, that sounds like the right decision in life. Yeah. I mean, you get a paycheck. It's not going to be much, but it's going to be memories for the rest of your life. Yeah. That opportunity probably won't come around again. No. Uh, I do love that Melvin is back in this film and he's a sleazy real estate agent. Yeah, that's perfect. So we get introduced, you know, eventually to some like FBI, you know, a scientist and like some FBI agents. And, and that's fun because when you get Burt Gummer coming back to this town, it plays perfect into like he doesn't trust anything government related. You could never trust the government. Yeah. And he doesn't know what's going on with the guy trying to buy out the town. You think that's part of it? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, he's trying to make yeah. some real estate investments out there. Yeah, he's buying everything. He wanted to build luxury condos or an amusement park. I can't remember. Some shady business guy stuff. And they, yes, it's all shady. And it pisses off Burt Gummer at one time. But what's what's great is, like, they build upon Burt's character even more in this. Because this is the film where Burt takes over the franchise. All right, he's on the front of the cover by himself. It's a really bad photoshopped cover. If anyone hasn't seen it, you just put in Trimmers 3 VHS cover. It's poorly photoshopped. Yeah, it looks like a 90s skate video. It's bad. And but this is like where he takes over. 
you know, because the first one, obviously, Bert was a side character that everyone loved. The second one, like half the film, he's not even in. But when you introduce him, you know, the crowd kind of roars. It's great when Bert comes back in the second one. We'll talk about that next week. But this one is all Bert. This is when he takes over the franchise. They realize what they had in him. And I, I wish in these early sequels, they would have spent more money on it, but I guess they were trying to protect themselves and just instantly make profit, which I'm sure they did. Um, and then later on in the, in the back trilogy, five, six, and seven before he passes, right? He passed from cancer, correct? All right. We'll let Brad, our researcher figure that out. I'm pretty sure he died of cancer. So I, I, I don't know what tremors will look like in the future. I could be wrong. Could have been someone else. Well, he was born in 1947 in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, look at that. He's a Chicago-born boy. But have a death date. You know, they also bring up, you know, the scientist in this finds the eggs and says they're 300-year-old eggs. So that kind of ties back to what we watched in 4. So it appears that these eggs can just lay around for a long time. Now, we don't know if they if they take that long to hatch or if they're like eggs that just lay dormant until they get into some, which later we find out in number four, like extreme heat makes them hatch. It's kind of interesting that they, you know, put that in. But, you know, like when these graboids do show up and they kill Desert Jack's partner, who is goodbye, gone. Uh, it's fun because, you know, then you can have Burkheimer like jump back into his character. It's like time to hunt these things. You got to admit when Burke gets swallowed by a trimmer, gets swallowed by a graboid and then takes him back to his house that he is fortified with concrete to use his own thing that everyone thinks he's crazy for building, you know, like a concrete barrier underground smashes the, the graboid and then uh, Desert Jack gets to cut him out with a chainsaw. This is what you love about the franchise. It's just shit like this. Yeah, that's the endearing part of this franchise. Yeah, it's just crazy monster stuff. When you were talking about dying of cancer, you weren't talking about the actor at all, were you? You're talking about the character. No, I thought the actual actor died of cancer. No, No, he's still alive. Oh, I'm wrong. I wanted to get that out before, instead of uh, fact checking after, like we have, we have said some outlandishly wrong things. That's why you come to Analog Jones. <laughs> but it's on his own. <laughs> no, I thought he, oh man, some other B character actor must have died. And I'm just like, oh, died of cancer? That fucking sucks. So I guess we're going to get another Tremors number eight. Is that what you're saying? Man, hopefully not. I hope the series is going to bed soon. <sighs> no, I I hope Kevin Bacon. I hope they get money and they they send one back to the theaters comes back connects the flash dance theory just gets them together uh that sounds great i'm on board kenny Loggins soundtrack i think yes kenny Loggins just retired though it's been a while now that's why they can't dance oh you mean dancing is footloose Footloose, yeah yeah it's outlawed because they can't dance because of the tremors yeah, you know, I'd go see, if they had a login soundtrack, I would definitely go see it. But I think Kenny retired. Oh, probably. But we could coax him out of retirement for a Kevin Bacon movie. <laughs> for one last we, Kevin Bacon merged film. We can pull together $42. Uh, let's see. Um, OK, so <laughs> when 
Yeah, I'm trying to find where we are in the notes. Uh, we've got an albino graboid, which is kind of like the big monster in this. And there's it's some fucking, type of... He's got a vendetta. Yeah, is there some kind of weird connection with him and Bert? Uh, very Moby Dick-like. Mm-hmm. Which Great uh, white whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's an albino trimmer, so obviously that was part of it. Uh, one of the sad things is, is when they do get into fights with these, uh, you see, I don't think we actually see any shriekers past the beginning of this because they think it's shriekers and then they find out that they are ass blasters. These are now creatures, which is based off apparently a real beetle or something that creates a combustion out of their butt to glide. Poorly. Oh, this is so bad. So it's awful. Yeah. But, and then even the, the puppets of the ass blasters, it just looks like you took a Thanksgiving turkey and shoved your hand in its ass. It's just flopping around. I know that you could tell that the puppeteers that made these were rushed. Yeah, and every time there's like an interaction between humans and the ass blasters, all it is is like the the torso just waving back and forth. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like biting at something. Or it's POV thermal cam. Oh, which, yeah, which by the way, in the heat of day, they wouldn't be able to see the people because the background radiation would be the same temperature, roughly, as the human yeah, body in the desert. Yeah, yeah. So you'd want to wait till night; would be very dangerous. Well, I guess it was a pain in the ass too for the actors because I, I guess I, I don't know if they didn't have a way to do this through any type of software, but they had to wear red and orange suits, and then they blurred it. That's how they created these characters and like the heat. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. I think you could do something better today with like a drone and an iPhone mounted to it. Yeah, that's crazy. So heat signatures and this wasn't, I don't know. I mean, because like Predator did this all the way back in the 80s. You couldn't call them and ask them like, hey, how'd you do that? I don't know. Uh, Schwarzenegger movies tend to have a little bit more of a budget than this one did. Yeah, but I'm sure somebody drank beer with one of the guys that used to make that. Yeah. You know, in the industry. And they're like, how'd you do that? Or or I'll buy you a keg of beer. Just tell me how the fuck you did that. You know, like you don't even got to show me. Just tell me. I'm just saying spend, you know, like a hundred dours. Take these guys out to dinner or something. Get them. I don't know, get them a steak or something. And I'm sure they'll tell you exactly how they did that. So you don't have to do this stupid way of putting your actors in a red and orange suit. I guess it's innovative. They figured out the solution did, to the problem. They did. Then again, you know, who knows? Maybe these special effects people are like, I'm not telling you my secrets. It's going to take yeah. a lot more than a stake. You're going to have to hire me. Oh, we don't have that money. Bye. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. So uh, they do kill Miguel. I, it sucks that Miguel from the first film came back to die from an ass blaster. It sucks, but yeah. it is what it is. We're at the third film. Shit like that's going to happen. Uh, I do, this is so this is so funny to me because the the ass blaster gets into Bert's like underground facility. And, you know, instead of letting the ass blaster eat all the food, he blows it up. So he loses his house, his truck, all of his food and all of his guns in one day. Yeah, because, he's, you know, when they eat it, they mutate. So he's like, don't let it eat. And then they call. Like right yeah. after they blow everything up, and they're like, apparently, when you eat, they just pass out. Oh, yeah, yeah. the mom yeah. and the daughter. Yeah, yeah. Let him eat. And he's like, what do you mean, let him eat? Don't let him eat. 
yeah, I, that's what I wrote down. It's like Bert is way too quick to sacrifice his resources in this. Like they're all around us. Let's take my truck and like set it down the road on autopilot and have it, you know, could you think of something else? You're gonna need that truck later. Well, here was my thing is like, well, if you had an escape hatch, escape, run around to the building, grab some guns. It's tra- you know where it's at. It's trapped in your food. Just shoot the shit out of it inside there. You've got yeah, it trapped. Right. But I guess they just needed an excuse to put an explosion in the film. Burton's like, do I want to shoot it or I want to like have an explosion? I think he prefers the explosion. That's true. And then he likes all of it. Yeah. I think secretly uh, he yearns for these things to come back. Otherwise, he wouldn't have a purpose. He has no purpose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how's he going to make his money? Like, what is Bert going to do to make money? I, I guess you could train, you could get... But this is like, you know, early internet. But nowadays you could be like, come on down to Bert's Academy. I'll train, you know, train you how to kill these grab boys. They ever come back? I'll show you what, you know, so he could do something like that. Yeah, he could have but a nowadays, podcast. Like, what would he do? Yeah, that too. Uh, YouTube channel. But nowadays, in you know, like 2001, what would Bert Gummer do to make money? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I have a podcast that's it. Crazy yeah. dude in the woods. Uh, could you imagine going back to 2001 and saying, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to record three guys talking, edit it down, and then stick it on the Internet. It's going to be awesome. Like, no one's going to listen to that. You're correct. Well, you know, people told Joe Rogan that, too. Like, no one's going to listen to you, like, doing long, two-hour-long interviews with people that they can download on their mobile devices. Like, that's stupid. And, like, the guy's been downloaded more than anyone in the human history. He yeah. is a monster. He's like bigger than like almost every media conglomerate. It's nuts. Uh, anyway, did uh did Brad freeze for you, Chris? Yeah, you're both frozen in my end. Oh, you're frozen for Yeah, you're frozen. <laughs> anyway, uh one of the best quotes that I wrote down was ass plaster blitz creek from Burt Gummer. I don't know what that was a reference to, but I just love that uh little saying there. Uh, and then, uh, you know what? We'll just skip to the third act here when this is a choice, by the way. So you take away all of Burt Gummer's guns. You take away his truck. You take all, you know, all of his supplies. And then they're like, you know what? The big finale is going to be in, I don't know, like a trash heap, I guess, a dump. And you're going to use a arrow pipe bomb thing. Yeah, they oh. made a fucking potato gun from the alcoholics trailer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's funny when you say it, but like when I was watching it, I was like, uh, you know, this is like Bert's real film that he's taking over the entire franchise. I want Bert to have guns. I want some big honking guns here. You know, like, I don't want a potato gun. That was just like a big disappointing thing to me. The CG and then the final weapon. Yeah, so that was my big thing. And then, you know, it was kind of fun to see like El Blanco like circling around and he figures out that he's like following his watch the whole time. Yeah. And then they throw the watch up and El Blanco like somewhat saves their lives. Mostly yeah, he, Bert's he lives. Makes a duct tape hand grenade watch thing. Yeah. And throws it onto the, the ass blaster. Then they had the throwaway line. He's like, well, I did play some minor league baseball. I was like, what? For a cheap B movie. I wanted a better ending, but I'm assuming they didn't have the money for it. Yeah, or it ran it just ran out and they had to figure out what to do. 
yeah, and they maybe had to rewrite the script. Because, uh, I mean, the, the set piece at like a just abandoned trailer park dump, uh, that's cheap. Potato gun is the final gun. That's really cheap. And then, you know, like the grenade watch, uh, bad almost, CG on these things. Almost being taken out by a box spring. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, Bert doesn't get caught on a box spring and then almost eaten by El Blanco. Come on. So uh, what I'm trying to say is like, I really liked the, the first part of this film. I actually, even though the CG sucked, I kind of like the second part of this film. This is the exact opposite of the last number four. Just the third act to me is just such a letdown. I can see that. And then Bert just leaves Melvin to die on a rock with El Blanco circling him. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. He just shows up and he's driving the, the remote control car around. Yeah, it made me laugh. That's like perfect to Bert's. It's like got like 20, 20 of those watches on it. I don't know where Bert gets this money, but. Yeah, you know, guys, you guys have ever seen Dune where they have the those things called the thumpers that are used to distract the sandworms. Yeah, we've seen Dune. So I'm thinking yeah, you have a thumper and you just you just attach like some kind of short fused explosive to it. And then whenever one of those graboids bites it, you just blow it up. Maybe Dune doesn't exist in this universe because that's, that's a true. good idea. Remote control car is also a good idea for it. But. Yeah. yeah. I love it when Bert yells at that FBI agent. You could do that, or you could just spend $50 on this remote control car, and I can blow that sucker up on my own. Oh, yeah. The FBI wanted to trank it. Yeah. And that's why they were there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but we can't figure out a way to penetrate its hide. I'm like, I can yeah. make it eat it. Yep. Exactly. Bert knows his shit. Just hire Bert. Well, I don't know why they're not listening to Bert in the first place. I mean, this guy is the expert on the graboid species. I know it blows my mind that like he gets hired, you know, in Argentina or wherever he was to blow up all these shriekers. And then you get back to Nevada and the FBI agents don't even like or I actually think they did try to talk to him to get his help. But he told them to go F off. But it, it doesn't even seem like anybody in the town really believes he is what he is. They like don't want to listen to him. They they don't think it's a serious situation when he's telling them it is the whole time. Yeah, they bring up a lot. It's it's been eleven years, Bert. Yeah, Bert seems like the kind of guy though that sees everything just going to its radical extreme. You know? Oh so yeah, everything's a dire warning. I mean, that's why his wife divorced him, right? Because he just wouldn't change, or he's too paranoid. Or I, I we'll have to I talk about that in number two. I do believe, though, that they I can't believe this. I think they tried to talk Reba McIntyre into making a brief appearance into this. But I guess she had a pretty popular TV show at the time. Called and Reba? She was, yeah, called Reba. And she was like touring or something. So she's like, yeah, I'm out. I think that would have been good. It would have been fun. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you in a way you could see this being the last film. Obviously, yeah. they made four more, but like kind of how, how you go back to perfection, it, uh, the Graboid goes through its like final process of like Graboid to Shrieker to Ass Blaster, and then they lay the eggs. You could see this just like finishing off the trilogy, but, you know, yeah. it was way too popular. Was it? It was. Yeah, they said they said uh, number three here was like one of the best selling uh, sequels to any uh, direct-to-video. Oh, nice. Yeah, it did a 
it did a lot. I mean, um, I grew up with it. I mean, that was the thing. That's why they, uh, for number four, that's why they pulled Michael Gross out of the, the Tremor TV series is because I guess it just took a while to get all of your numbers and financials back. But they're like, wow, Universal was like, this is one of our best selling home videos, you know, direct to video home videos of all time. Yeah. We have to make another one. So they pulled them out of the series to come out with number four. The problem is they gave the writer five days and then, you know, gave him a budget of like, what, three, four million dollars or whatever. It's just like, well, that's I don't know. I, it kind of irritates me that like these people, they're like, whatever, you made a successful one with this much money before. Why not now? It's like because of time. Things cost more. Things cost more. You need time to come up with a good script. Maybe refine it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just throw the same money. Well, like going back to number four, then I mean, I'm amazed. I'm shocked at how good that turned out. With you writing the script in four to five days, you're not refining it. You're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, and it looked like they stretched that five million dollars for a lot more than what it really was. Well, when I was reading research on this one, I, I guess they had an entire script together, and you know they were hoping to get around eight million dollars, and then you know, they got half of that or even that. And that's why they're like, the CG is really bad. They're like, we just didn't have the money for the the planned script that we had. We we thought we'd have more money and more time. And you didn't. So uh, let's see. It's going to the trivia here uh, at the video premiere award show in 2001. Michael Gross won the award for best actor for his work in Tremors 3. So look at that. Finally getting recognized for his fun character here, Burgummer. Uh, this was Brent Maddox's first and last full-length movie he ever directed. Uh, he went back to writing. Uh, you'll notice that Brett uh, Maddox has a writing credit in every Tremors film. Now, yeah. I don't know if this is true for the later trilogy. I should have said he has writing credits for every VHS that we're going to review. So I just want to clarify on that. And yes, there was a browser game that was created, but I don't think it. Oh, it was released in January 2nd, 2004. I think you can still yeah. find it in some places. I I'm, I'm uh, I just it. pulled it up. You can play it right now on uh, a website. I don't want to recommend because I don't know if they're safe. But if you just Google Dirt Dragon game, it pops up. And it makes sense that that would be for four. Yeah. It came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. And like I uh, had spoken about before, go ahead and Google the VHS cover to this and just kind of like relive what I first saw when I pulled this thing out. This is by far, or I should say, this is easily the worst cover of any of these movies. All seven of them. Yeah, this, this looks is like terrible. something I could have made as like a fifth grader. It's bad. Uh, I don't I don't know. This is this is like they gave like an intern like a couple days and he had to figure out how to use Photoshop. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's why I said it looks like old skate videos. Yeah. But no. speaking of uh, what's his name? We just talked about it. Brent Maddock. Mm-hmm. He's uh, written every single one. And oh, all seven. Yep. And he also did shorts. Short circuit, batteries mm-hmm. not included. Short circuit to why am I having trouble saying short? Uh, ghost dad and 
Wild Wild West. Hell Damn. yes. He's done a lot more. Oh no, he hasn't. There's only three more in there. They're from like 1970. Wasn't Ghost Dad Bill Cosby? Yep. Yeah. Great film. Man, he punches that guy through the phone. Two of the greatest black actors of all time, Bill Cosby and Will Smith. Right? That's a, right, that's guys? a statement. Right? Will Smith is like one of the just greatest actors, period, of all time. Yeah. Uh, I'm more like uh, emphasizing the Bill Cosby greatest actor. I just want to. I can well, just I mean, imagine I mean... Will Smith. I can imagine Will Smith's face like, damn it, Steve, don't mention me next to Bill Cosby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Big Willie. I'm joking. You're much better than Bill Cosby. Much better. Chris Rock had it coming. Okay. Jesus, I think we all agree. Style. Yeah. Big Willie style. <laughs> that was a good uh, one. I'll see you on Sunday, Big Willie. All right. Okay, bye. <laughs> He's my best friend. He needs something to talk. He needs someone to talk to because his wife sucks. Okay. I'm just saying it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Have you ever heard what she did to him? Yeah. She, she uh... slept with their son's best friend. Yeah. And then, oh my God, that's just awful. Oh, he also did Heart and Soul. That's a, that's what, a, what is, what is that? Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Where he's like an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Not happy business man finds a new sense of purpose after he's tasked with helping a quartet of ghosts fulfill their last wishes before moving on to the afterlife. Wow. Was this the yeah. Robert Downey Jr. that was kind of, unreliable and hard to work with in that stage of his career oh i'm sure uh, most likely it's 93 yeah i'm sure this was doing drugs drinking all that shit robert Downey jr still very talented but you know yeah when he gave up that stuff though he got really he got really really good yeah he's always been good all right let's go on the recommendations brad I don't know why I'm choosing you first, but do you recommend Trimmers 3 Back to Perfection? No, I don't recommend it. I mean, I I didn't like hate it again. You know, I like Mike. I really like Michael Gross. Mm -hmm. I appreciate. I appreciate what he does, but I'm not going to watch this again. Mm -mm. If you're a fan of the Trimmers, you know, if you. It's a Friday night and you're looking for something gory and PG rated to watch with your kids or something, I guess watch it. But otherwise, (laughs) like. Yeah, I don't know if you ever you combine those one. words gory and PG. <laughs> uh, how about you, Chris? Uh, with friends by yourself, no. Yeah, I, if you're with people and you want to watch it, have fun. But I, dude, it would I be fun with friends. Yeah. 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 Again, kind of the same with the fourth. If you're a completist and you're watching the whole franchise, sure. Yeah, you got to watch it. But if you're just a normie, no, not at all. Uh, if you are into bad movies and you're having a movie party with your movie friends, of course, got to watch it. But no, normies should stay really far away from this. Go to Walmart, buy that $20 seven movie bundle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you buy the seven movie bundle, might as well. You spent the money. Yeah, but, 20 bucks. Yeah, I can't believe how cheap. I was surprised. I was like, wait, is that right? So when I scanned it at the self scanner, I was like, I made sure I paid attention. It was 20 and I'm like, all right, I'm buying it. Yeah, I did that with Hellraiser because I didn't have fat suit Hellraiser. Oh, the and it fat was on Hellraiser there and I was video. like, 
I might as well just buy the whole set and get any of them that I'm missing. There you go. All right, let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our tremors wing of the museum that we're going backwards in. Chris, I'll let you go first. What do you got? The tour guide, I like the uh I like his truck a lot. Oh, Jack? For some reason. Yeah, I like his truck. The windshield folds forward. Yeah. It's, this movie sucks. <laughs> so I am having trouble with the museum. Yeah, I don't yeah. How about you, Brad? Um, I was gonna say that line I prefer we keep this to ourselves, but you know, actually I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna say commitment to like a diverse firearms collection he did yeah. it's impressive just all the and everything they got there these were all like do a really good job of staying true to what's the word i'm looking for they're just they're they're trying to stay authentic with that and they just want to showcase as many weapons as they can yeah they're doing what they can with what they got when it comes to the firearms i think they did a good job with that yeah we'll put that link that uh internet movie firearm database link in the show notes and there's a lot they have in this I know it's it was more than I thought when I was looking through that link. I was like, oh, yeah, that gun. And there's like a gun that they they handed to the the niece that I was sitting there reading about. I was like, oh, that's a that's a nice like rifle and everything. It's like extremely accurate. And I was sitting there reading and I go, wow, I just really went down like a whole rabbit hole here. I didn't even respond back to you guys like Brad when you sent the link. I didn't even respond because I was reading. That's crazy. Uh, my thing I'm putting in the museum is it's kind of like just the introduction to Bert taking over this franchise. The the beginning when he takes the anti-aircraft gun. What was it called again? The, it was the triple A. Yeah, the Browning, like my Internet's frozen up. But oh, like the, the Browning triple A gun. Yeah. Yeah. When he just blows away all the shriekers. I mean, it sucks that the shriekers are such bad CG. But like that whole scene is just like perfect Burt Gummer. It sets the tone for the movie, too. Yeah, you're going to get terrible CG. And you're going to get someone, you know, blasting away at these little creatures and Burt just being bombastic. That's what I love about him. It's just like he's always right, even when he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love his character. So that was a nice ass blaster blitz creek. Now that we're done with the museum, uh, we will be back next week with Tremors 2, if you couldn't figure that out. So, Chris, let them know where they can find us on the social medias. Uh, we got Facebook group, Analog Jones Temple of Film. We have an Instagram, Analog Jones TOF. And you can email us. I can't think of anything funny right now, but you can email us serious things like movies you want to see. Or we have a thread in the Facebook group about that. Analog Jones TOF or yeah, it's TOF at gmail.com. Yeah. And we are having a, uh, entire like theme of, we're just watching a couple movies. Uh, I think three movies that have been requested. Uh, we put it up on our Facebook page so you can find it in the pinned. If you do find us on Facebook, we've got like pinned, I don't know what like comments or whatever they call yeah. it. Uh, and then you find it and you can request something. Uh, even you brand new fans, I, I see the downloads coming in. There are a lot of new downloaders here. So we've been found by a lot of people in the last couple months. Hey, 
If you prefer email, do it. Like you said, analogjones.tof at gmail.com. If you prefer just putting it in the Facebook page on the pinned comment, do it that way. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're looking for more movies to watch. Uh, you know, kind of getting tired of picking themes out of a box. Not that I'm talking bad about you, box. You're a very good box. We're thrilled to hear from anybody. You know, we do this for fun and and uh, just really thrilled that anyone actually listens. And, you know, like someone emailed us a long time ago uh, to we're going to watch just to kind of break the, the little, you know, be transparent. DC Cab that stars um, Mr. T. So if anyone wants to watch that and get ready for a review, I actually found that in a big box of comedies and I was shocked. I was like, I own this. I had no idea. But anyway, like that's the type of film we would never, ever pick to watch. But it's fun when, you know, someone requested. So now we get to experience that all together. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, We might like it a lot. Who knows? And it might be dog shit. We don't know. We hope to like like sky high. Yeah. Samurai cop. Samurai cop. I like that movie. The more I think about it, like give me four years and then I'll watch it again. I'll be like, this movie's tight. I bet watching Samurai Cop with friends is like the perfect party friend movie. I would watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So remember to be kind and rewind. rewind.